Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number one, the Archangel is revealing to Shariel something deeply essential in the battle for Sarah's soul. Raphael calls this the hinge of victory. Afterwards, we'll read through the meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Arya's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. I hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael letter number one, The Hinge of Victory. Most beloved Shariel, I am glad to have received your message. I praise him who hears every prayer for your constant vigilance at guarding Sarah. And I pray his grace strengthens you, for I am concerned on behalf of her and of you. I do not think you realize how dangerous your situation is. The fact that she has stopped praying daily is not at all insignificant. Do you not know that you and her are deeply connected, even from her birth? So if she does not pray, then from where will you gain extra strength? True, there are some ways for you to gain the strength that you need to fight. I applaud you for going to her mother, Mariana. She's a prayerful woman, and if you speak with the guardian angel of the woman's mother to have her pray for Sarah, then God's grace will strengthen you. But you cannot rely upon this. I know from your letter that Sarah has so many wonderful dreams. You strive so eagerly to lead her to that glory which awaits her in the land of the living that is upon this earth here below us. Psalm 27:13. It is right that you want her to reach those dreams. As the Lord once said through an early Christian, the glory of God is man fully alive. Even as his fire is in us, illuminating us, so he wills that it should be in them, burning as bright little stars. The perfection of man is in being made thus fully alive. But this is different for each man, as the light of differing jewels radiate the light of the sun, shining like emeralds, sapphires, topazes, and rubies. Each of his children shine uniquely. The mission of each is unique to each, and that mission varies according to their unique hearts. Pastors, engineers, healers, counselors, artists, writers, mothers, fathers, and leaders. These are only a few of the missions that he has destined for his children. You know well your sister Sarah, and I pray you guide her to her mission's end. But do not build the walls of a temple when you have not established the foundations of it. Do not progress first to lead Sarah to her mission, 
when she has not laid firm the foundation of prayer, which is to her soul a fountain of living water, and to you a source of strength. For it will bring her the peace that the world cannot give, and it will infuse into your sword the fire of his grace to drive back the attacks of the enemy. Yes, if the opportunity should present itself, inspire her towards the mission to which she has been called. But do not exhaust your strength when it is limited. First, focus on guiding her back to her daily practice of speaking with the Beloved, who yearns so desperately to hear her voice. Even now I hear him. Sarah, Sarah, he calls. How long will you have me wait? As with Israel, his heart recoils within him. Hosea 11.8 He yearns for her to speak to him, face to face as with a friend, even as they used to speak. Lead her, and when the Beloved speaks directly to her soul, you must seize that moment and intercede for her by illuminating her soul and her body. Remember that humans are different from angels, as they have bodies, and therefore, they experience emotion in their whole body. Beware, though, the enemy has poisoned the goodness of emotions for humans, tricking them into believing that real faith is beyond emotion. It is a subtle trick, because in part, that is true. Emotions often waver with the ebb and flow of human life while true faith, like that of the mother of our God, was unchanging. What the enemy hides is the fact that Mary received the Holy Spirit into her entire body and soul, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her emotions as the cloud of power once descended over the Ark of the Covenant. And it was through receiving the Holy Spirit into her entire being as she conceived of God. As an early Christian once said, she, quote, conceived of God in her heart before she conceived of him in her womb. Mary was as a tree that drew up waters of light into every part of that tree. The rest of humanity, however, is quite different, since all others draw up water into only parts of themselves. That is why, when you look upon humans, some seem brighter to our eyes than others, for they have received God's light into a greater part of their souls. How, though, you might still wonder, does knowing this help your work? Because you must lead Sarah to accept this grace, not only with her intellect, but with her entire being. You must be like a channel pouring out light and water into her emotions, filling her whole heart with Christ's love. Though I caution not to do this often, as Sarah may confuse the goodness of the emotion, which brings a passing joy, with the goodness of the light of Christ, which gives a lasting joy and peace that endures through all experiences, good or ill. That is why Mary's heart was at peace, even while it was pierced with suffering. Lead Sarah away from clinging to any particular emotion. 
It is as foolish as if a tree were to hoard the water it pulls up while forgetting the river which gave the water. This, then, is your singular task. You must lead her to him who is the source of life. There are other dangers to consider if you focus too much on leading Sarah to her unique mission. I can mention those in my next letter. But this is the biggest danger, that you might lose strength because she does not pray. And it is upon this point that all other victories will hinge. So stay alert, my dear Shariel. Lead her to prayer. Now is the time for battle. Servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. Hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Hinge of Victory. In it, we learned about the importance of prayer, how it helps both us and our guardian angels. We also learned about both the danger and importance that emotion plays in the act of faith and prayer. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I've composed the following meditation questions, which you can find in the show notes. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage with them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is to help us keep in mind what we have come to see through the letters, that we might create a greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week, so that we might then do what St. Paul encouraged us to do, pray without ceasing. Let us reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of, having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or, what sins do I need to repent of? What is something specifically I can do daily to pray? 
How much time can I dedicate and when will I pray? How can I glorify the Lord with my whole body as Mary did? Am I engaging my entire heart and body in praising the Lord? Or do I focus too much on the emotion that I receive from prayer rather than simply glorifying God with my whole heart? Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Angel of God, guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be on my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide.